Welcome to the Legacy Pod. In episode 4, I spoke to Jasim Al-Shamali, a CrossFit fanatic and social media influencer who talked about his dramatic and inspirational weight loss journey. Jasim talked about the moment he knew it was time to make a change in his life, the challenges he's faced ever since, and the reality that his journey to live a healthier lifestyle will never truly be over. He was so honest and open throughout the conversation that the only thing to do now is to say sit back and enjoy Jasmine's story. Jasmine Oshmali. Welcome to the Legacy Pod. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So cool. So let's uh, let's just kick off where I think most people probably associate you as one of the most fashionable, <laughs> recognizing people in CrossFit. Where does where does the style come from? Um, I think I've always wanted, like I've always loved um, to stand out, um, and. I've been I've been having some you know uh, you know like I I was like a weight loss success story or whatever but like even before um, when you when you are growing up and and you know uh, having like that big weight um, you kind of stand out anyway so you you either like hide yourself or you just like embrace it yeah and then I I just decided to at one point I guess I don't know I think it was seventh grade or eighth grade, I just decided, I was like, hey, I'm going to be noticeable anyway, might as well just, you know, be memorable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I just like started experimenting. It started with shoes first, which is an obsession that still exists to this day. And, uh, you know, after the weight loss, it just migrated to other, other stuff. Yeah, just like, just like I like to stand out. Yeah. So, so even from that age, you were quite... Um you weren't vanilla when it came to fashion. No. It's not just been CrossFit that's got you into that. You've no, 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 no. Yeah, and I, I and this, that's the thing. Like People are like, oh, you know, um, uh, yeah, you, you like CrossFit because you know, CrossFit just like, you know, with all the brands and all the colors and stuff, that's what CrossFit is famous for. I'm like, well, have you seen me outside of my yeah. CrossFit environment? I also like to dress up then. So it's like, yeah, 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 I, it's been... So when you marriage these two uh, two things like CrossFit and my love of fashion, it's just, yeah, you got you got me, yeah. So you we can go straight to that if that's okay. You mentioned the the journey that you've been on, yeah, and it's been pretty well documented. I think a lot of people have been inspired yeah. uh, and been really is impressed the right word by the journey that you've you've been on. Yeah, I know you've spoken about it before. Um, but it'd be great just to dive a bit into it in terms of how that journey came about. Talk to me about was there one moment that you thought I need to do? I need to make a change here. Okay, so um, I've you know as as a as a young person, um, I've always uh, you know with your hormones and changing and your body changing, you always have you know these ups and downs and and changing in activities and stuff and. I was never um, a jock in school. I was more like of a bookworm. So in those days, I grew up in the 90s, and um, you either have to be one or like you can't be someone who's, 
you know, uh, concerned about getting good grades and uh, being active. Yeah. So uh, I was, my main focus was just like getting good grades and getting to, you know, um, uh, getting good GPA so I can get into good universities and stuff like that. So um, in my high school, like the last, like when I, um, three years of high school, I was just like focusing on studying so much. Um, but I didn't, um, I didn't get to that like a dangerous level of, of, of uh, obesity. Um, it wasn't until I, I went to college, um, and I remember like the first couple of years I was fine, because you know you're enjoying yourself, you're yeah. having classes, and and you know friends and hanging out and all that, and I was also playing sports. But then the last two years of college that I wanted to focus and and get a good GPA. I completely stopped, um, you know, doing any kind of activities or mainly just studying. And it was, and I was doing engineering, and so um, I was just like in that uh, in engineering quads, engineering, um, drinking soft drinks, eating pizza, and using our student coupons like to get like cheap deals on like junk food, yeah. and just like eating, 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 and studying all the time. Yes, I graduated with really, really good uh, GPA. That helped me when I got back uh, to Doha to like um, get a good job. But then I was, I was like, I waited. I think I was like around one hundred and fifty-five kilograms, and I was twenty-four years old. And um, I remember going doing my physical for for the job, and the doctor looks at me and he's like, "You know, you're over the weight limit um, for we're supposed to allow you to get a job." I am gonna write on the. Um, uh, I hope, I hope I don't get put anyone and give anyone any trouble. Or, but he said that I'm gonna put in the, um, in the assessment test that you weigh 150, which is the maximum allowed um, uh, weight, for, to get for the job, and then you need to lose those five kilos. Okay. And I was like, yeah, sure, sure, I'll do that. Thank you, thank you. And then I get the job, and. Um, even though like it's a field job and that I have to go to the field and I have to do all these things, for some weird reason I wasn't like I wasn't doing anything else aside, yeah. aside, aside. So and I started ballooning up, and within two years of me and my job, I believe I got to one ninety eight. Yeah, so I was wow. like two kilo, two kilograms away from two hundred. Yeah, uh, two hundred kilograms, and. I didn't know, and everyone was telling me, um, you know, do uh, surgery, um, do a gastric sleeve, gastric sleeve, gastric sleeve, and that's all I keep hearing. Um, so I, being the lazy person that I was, I scheduled the appointment. I had the surgery. I had a gastric sleeve surgery, and I remember I lost maybe 40 kilograms. So I went down from 198 to 140 something. Um, and I was so happy about it, and two years in it, I went back up to 170. So I, in total, I maybe I just lost 20 kilograms, and I had all this life-altering yeah. uh, experience only to for it to fail. And so I was visiting a friend of mine um, in Kuwait one time, and he took me to this place, um, and he was like, "Hey, let's go." try this workout thingy and it was a crossfit space um they were doing crossfit and this uh, uh, ground floor and they were doing um like um uh, circuit training and this in the first floor and then we were there for circuit training but as we were leaving i saw 
um, you know, the guys like throwing weight and like yelling and there was like this kind of energy that I, I loved yeah. and I asked my friend what was this and he said it's CrossFit no 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 it's not for you it's not for you it's not for you I'm like yeah but it looks funny he's like don't worry about it it's not for you and then it just stayed in my mind and then when we got back to, when I got back to Doha I was just like googling it and it was 2000 it was the end of 2014 it was the fourth year Rich Ronan won his um, fourth consecutive title and when you type when you type CrossFit in Google, you'll see Rich Ronin's picture come yeah. up, and his picture come up, and I'm like, okay, this guy's supposedly the top of the game, but I still don't know if it's for me. And I go on YouTube and I found the What Is CrossFit video, and I think if anyone goes on YouTube and writes What Is CrossFit, that video is still there, and it just got people from different shapes and different yeah. ages and talking about it, and they're saying that it's for them, and I decided, okay, I would like to uh, to do to do it. I started looking for a CrossFit um, space in Doha, and I found a couple. I emailed the first one. Um, they already went through their uh, uh, basics training, and they told me to wait until they offer it again. And then I found the other one, and they said that I don't have to wait. I can do basic one-on-one uh, -on -one with a coach. And I was so excited that I, I just decided, okay, fine, I'll do that yeah. one. And the rest is history. But then I was still, I was, it was like a year and a half in CrossFit and I was still struggling with the weight. And because of the intensity of the workouts, I was telling myself that I am going to lose the weight. I don't, it's not about the food yeah. bec because the intensity is really, really there for CrossFit and I'm going to lose it eventually. And I was getting stronger, but I wasn't losing the weight. Um, was it giving you almost a license just to keep? Exactly, to keep eating, to. exactly. Because I'm like, oh my God, this one hour a day of, of intense workouts is, I'm probably, like, in my mind, and it's not it's not scientific or anything, I'm just like, I'm probably burning like 3,000 calories. Yeah, yeah and uh, that means I can eat whatever I want, but it's, that's, not, that's not the case. Um, I, was, I was visiting um, UK one time, and uh, I dropped in at one CrossFit box for CrossFit Chase Smith, and they had a free consultation with a, a nutritionist. And uh, I met the guy and I talked to him about it and I told him about my history and, and the surgery that I had and, and how it failed and, and I gained a lot of the weight back. And, and he told me, okay, we can work on something um, uh, specific for you, but you have to be patient. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, don't put high expectations and think that in one month you will lose uh, 10 kgs he said i will give you something that will help you do one kilo kilograms two kilograms max per week but you have to be patient with it i was like yeah hey, fine I'm, i'll just try anything i don't want to go through the surgery route again because uh, in parallel i got people um well they're saying they were concerned about me like my friends but right now like when i talk to them about it, i'm like i don't think you were really concerned yeah and they're like, just do another surgery. And I mean, with all the respect to people that, that, doing, that keep doing these surgeries over and over, and I think it's just like the toll that it takes on your body is just, is just unbelievable. And uh, I decided to, to do with the nutritionist route, and he told me, just give me six months, and you need to be patient. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll do it. let's do that. And yeah, I, I remember the first month I lost maybe four kilograms, 
and I wasn't really excited about it because it was a little, and he was like, don't worry about it. Four plus four is eight, plus four is 12. Yeah. Once, the mo- once the kilograms pile up, you'll see there's a lot of uh, weight. And I remember going to my friends and telling them after the first month I lost four kgs, and they're looking at me like, we don't see anything. And six months down the line, um, when it started being noticeable, the first question that I was asked mainly by other people, what did you do? Yeah. What, what, what operation did you do? And I'm like, I've been telling you guys for the past few months that I'm on this nutrition. No, 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 no. There's something wrong. There's something different. No, I've been losing weight slowly. And now you can see there's a difference. No, no, no. It looked like you just it did this on purpose and like fast. I'm like, no, it wasn't fast. Yeah. You it just didn't me. notice it was happening. Yeah. You just didn't notice it. Yeah. And yeah, the rest is history. And, and then um, cut to 70 kilograms later. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. The only surgery that I did, though, like the other surgeries that I did was to remove my excess skin. Okay. Um, because, of course, I ended up like with a lot of excess skin. Um, so I, I did my mid my midsection. I did my uh, my torso, and yes, there are scars in those areas. But um, for me, just like whenever I look at them, it just reminds me how far I how far I made it. And are you proud of the scars? I am. Yeah. Um, it's it was. Um, I was on. We were on this like Dow uh, boat trip um, last summer, and it was the first time that I've taken my shirt off in front of other people. And I was so self-conscious about these yeah. scars. And because it didn't, like, for me, because I was, like, a heavy set guy, like, it was, like, a 360 kind of... The, so I have, like, scars, like, going all around the back of my body and to the front, like, from this area and my, my belly area. And I was just so worried that people would be looking at me. Yeah. And my friend was like, just take off your shirt and jump in the water. And I did, like... Everyone was jumping in the water and having fun, and for like 20 minutes, I was like debating whether I should do it or not. And um, and I just finally did it, and I remember it was so nerve-wracking, and I was so self-conscious, even after I did it, but then I was like, why? I mean, I keep telling myself that I am proud of it, I'm proud of it, yeah. but when it comes down to it, I'm just afraid of like showing it to people because I was afraid to be judged, but I was like, why would they judge you? It is your body and this is something you did for you. And remember that you were telling yourself these are your scars that remind you of where, how far you've come. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think in anything, a lot yeah. of people, um, no matter what it is, you build something up in your head that people care about you yeah. more than uh, people don't actually care. Yeah. People maybe, um, and I mean in a negative way, people maybe pay attention for a short period yeah. of time and then move on to something else. They don't actually... You know the the anxiety that people probably put themselves through doesn't add up to the reality of how much people care. So the only I totally agree Which with you. Which is easy to say. Yeah, it's, it's easy, easy to, to say. say. Yeah, well, like the only thing. I, um, well, I agree with you in that regard. But like, I always think about like, what if I meet someone? Yeah. And you know, what if you get to to, to be intimate with them, and then they see that, yeah. and it's like, would they still think? of you a certain way or would they like be like oh ew, um yeah let's take a rain check or whatever and uh sorry and um yeah but that's the only thing but like i'm slowly slowly trying to get into embrace uh to embrace it and and be like and i'm still working and i'm still you know working out and i'm still 
um, you know, even like reshaping my body and getting into, so it's still work in progress. Yeah. yeah, but like the scars are are becoming slowly like the least of my worries. Right now. Isn't isn't that the key thing that no matter who you are, whether you are Joe Average who goes to the gym five times a week, does CrossFit, or you're a Matt Fraser, yeah. or a, everything's always work in progress. Exactly. Like yeah. if these guys have that mentality of the job is never finished. I think that's, is that the mistake that people make that you think one day it stops and you'll always be the perfect shape or the perfect yeah. size? They, I think people think that and and it's like, it's uh, it's funny that you mentioned Matt Fraser because, you know, it's like for us as people in CrossFit, like he is the top of the game, right? Yeah. And and I know that when people like watch Matt Fraser, especially during competition season, um, you know, he's in tip, tip top shape yeah. and like um, um, he's got a body like and a lot of the guys like, like, oh, I wish I had like a body like his. But then if you see his posts, like um, if he's on vacation or yeah. he's sitting at home, those six packs, uh, though they're still there, but it's not as, as defined as like when he's in competition, yeah. which means, yeah, because he's not eating the way that he's eating for competition. Yeah. He's not, you know, doing that intense Workout like in the in CrossFit Games, what they're like doing four workouts a day, yeah. And um, so the body is not that uh, under that much uh, stress. Um, and I used to to see like those influence like fitness influencers on social media or whatever, and and them talking about the struggles of of you know trying to maintain a certain look, and I'm like, what a lot of BS. And I was like, N I don't believe these people. Did you never buy into that sort of stuff? I, you know, this 30 day, get a six pack in 30 days and all this Well, I tried, I tried it one time and then I, and then in my mind, these people, they just look like this. They're, yeah. genetic, they're genetically gifted. They're just lying to us. And I just got into all this negative headspace. Um, I know some of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but like some of them might be legitimate. But like a lot of them are just like, yeah, they're just like, naturally or genetically genetically gifted and for us to aspire to look or to what the society where people tell us what we should look like yeah and i think that's one of the most dangerous things ever yeah and um and they're like oh you're influencing the younger generation to these unattainable standard but it's not just the younger generation like even us yeah um we look at these people and we feel bad about ourselves. You're trying to say we're old, Jesse. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're older than like the teens, so I'm just gonna say that I'm gonna <laughs> stay there. We're older than teens, but it's like, I mean, I look at them. I like, it's even even some of the CrossFit athletes. Um, I have a we have a debate at the gym sometimes um, with the guys like, who's on steroids? Who's not on steroids? Yeah. Whose body looks normal? Whose body looks, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, juiced up? Yeah. And it's it's always it's always in the back of your mind, but like, why are we so obsessed with this? It's because it's become like it's a visual society right now. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but like, I know you know we're all attracted to beautiful things, and we want to see beautiful things. And and you know, if you see someone like a beautiful woman or a handsome man, like wearing whatever clothes that you want to buy them. Because subconsciously you think, if I have this, I'm going to look like them. Yeah. But it's not really the case because, like, we all come in different sizes and different shapes. And um, there's this extreme movement that is, like, 
you know, being overweight is also beautiful, celebrate that. And then there's this other extreme movement that it's like, you need to just like, you know, eat greens and, yeah. and, and not enjoy life or anything. So I'd rather be in the middle. We're just going back very quickly to first time around with the gastric band. Yeah. Did it almost come too easy? Is that why the it didn't continue? Like you lost 40 kg really, really quickly. Did yeah. you think that you didn't have to really dial in nutrition or diet? Did you yeah. think you would continue on that path? So so the idea behind that surgery, um, and again, I'm not knocking it down um, uh, because it, it has proven to help people with extreme, extreme uh, weight issues and problems. Um, the idea behind the gastric sleeve that I did was basically they're making your stomach uh, smaller. Yeah. So, um, so whatever you eat, you can only eat a specific amount of food and then you feel full. Yeah. And then you can't eat um, uh, more than that. But the good thing about the human body is the adaptability. So after a minimum of two years, um, your stomach has the... Um, you know, the uh, ability to expand. So in my mind for the first like few months, like when I, when I first got like, because you go through like this liquid diet thing and then pureed food and then soft foods before you go to normal foods. And then I would like go to McDonald's or like go to a fast food joint and then order a meal. And then I would only eat like two bites of the burger and um, few fries. And I can't even like drink the soft drink yeah. because I can't I can't stomach it and in my mind I was like ooh that's that's nice I can still eat junk food yeah. but I, I only just eat not as much of it not as much of yeah. it and then you just lose yourself in there yeah. and then it goes down to chocolate to like cakes or whatever I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah I can still eat all this just not as much but then if you lose yourself and then like like I said after a few after a time passes your stomach is like oh man I can just go back to where yeah. I was and you get more and more in there. You don't notice it, but you, you still can't, don't eat as much, but it's more than what you yeah. started with. And in your mind, yeah, it's fine. And then the weight starts piling on. And that's when I was like, okay. And I, I, I never saw what people saw when they looked at me yeah. until I saw my pictures. Like I saw myself in pictures after I lost the weight, and it was weird. Like I don't know if it was a, a sense of confidence or like a weird, or like I was like just numbing myself. But like I remember looking in the mirror, and um, I see like I see I see my body like there, but like I don't see it as the way people are seeing it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I got like a few lumps here and there, and and an extra you know fat here and there but i didn't see it as that big yeah. and then now when i look at the pictures i'm like oh my god and i don't even I think was. that's i don't even think that's a denial thing i think it's almost like the whole boiling a frog mm. you know, a frog doesn't know it's been if, it, if you put a frog in boiling water it knows if you're if it's getting warmer and warmer when it's in i just think if when you see yourself every day you don't see those yeah gradual changes yeah but when you look back and you've been on a journey and you, you do see the the difference. That's that's when you appreciate. It. Totally, totally, yeah. And uh, so again, like it, that's why, like in my bio, I put I put like work in progress. Yeah. Um, like like you said, because it's the work is never is never ending, 
and we're always learning and we're always evolving um, whether it's just body or knowledge or something like that like I'm, I'm I always strive to find um, a better ways to improve on myself and I'm not just doing it the body wise now also I need to my mind to catch up to it as yeah. well because we, we we a lot of the time we forget um, that this drastic change it doesn't really affect you physically it also affects the mental yeah. part of it and if you don't take care of that mental part oh my god you're in for a rude awakening yeah so what was your relationship then with with food did you mm. did you feel as if you had a negative relationship where you was there other stuff going on did you just like what you liked or was there something i don't want to get whole sort of psychology on you but was yeah. there something a bit deeper so it was it was mainly um it was like uh yeah it was like i like what i like kind of yeah. situation and like i said like i when i gained like when i i was i was a taller kid um growing up so i always stood out like i said i always stood out i was a taller kid and then i was a bigger kid and uh, I don't remember that cartoon like where they got like all the little chicks and there's like one big yellow chick yeah. that it's like it's their age but it's like so big that so I always kind of identify with yeah. that because even like I remember when we were going to um, amusement parks or stuff like and there are some um, rides for children like uh, from four to seven or something like that they would never allow me on this because I'm bigger yep. than other kids but I'm like it's my age group yeah. but they're like no 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 no, you're too big so I always had that thing and then I was like okay just screw it I'll you know I'll just eat whatever um, I'll do whatever I'm never I'm never gonna get accepted within my peer or age group yeah. so why do I need to like um, you know follow the rules or just eat also I I tell to my mom this all the time I'm like they keep growing up in an Arab household. It's like food is also uh, equivalent to growing up. Yeah. So they're like, "Do you want to become a big boy? Do you want to grow up? You have to eat." So, but the way they instilled that in us, it's like, if we don't eat, then we're never gonna grow up. Yeah. And um, yeah, they mean well, <laughs> but they ended up, you know, causing a lot of us like having some issues with with weight. And I, I tease my mom about it a lot, but like I think now she's 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 starting to see that picture. But um, and I I remember um, I had an older brother um, who was a who was an athlete who was a pole vault um, uh, champion here in Doha in Qatar and in the nineties, and um, he passed away um, in his sleep a um, um, few years ago. And he was 35, he was 35, 36 years old. And I remember thinking, if this is the healthiest person I know, yeah. um, you know, he plays sport, he coaches like uh, uh, the younger generation of, of uh, athletes, um, he's in the army and he's like a strict guy and he just passes away in his sleep um, without having any you know, actual health problems what chance do I have? Yeah. And I remember like it direct, like I remember like thinking about it after like, um, you know, after when I was, I was away on a business trip when he passed away and then I had to come back to Doha 
after the burial, but then, you know, for the wake or um, you have to stay like three days for people to come in. And I remember just like sitting there stunned um, for three days while people are coming in and paying their condolences. And I'm just like thinking about him. And like, I remember talking to his wife and like, did he have any, like I was trying to make sense of it. Yeah, why did this happen? Yeah, um, maybe he had some prior health issues. Like he was fine, but he just, it was just his day. Yeah. And, and um, his time was up, I guess. Um, but I remember like making that conscious decision. If that guy, if this happened to him, why do I need to care about? Because you could go in one of two ways. Yeah, you? yeah. You could have doubled down. Yeah. Or you could have made some changes. Yeah, but I was like, that was before like I made any other I'm like, he's healthy. Yeah. He passes away from like, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't an illness. It was anything like that. And then he dies. And I'm like, okay, why do I care? Why do I need to stay healthy? Why do yeah. I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? And then I'm like, I just, I just went on a spiral. Um, it was a downward spiral. And that's when... That's when, like, I when people when I when I when I when I became closer to the two hundred, and and then people were like, oh, okay, you need to you know do the surgery and all that, and I remember like even becoming so self conscious that I thought that if I walked into any place, that everyone was staring at me, yeah. and maybe that wasn't the case, or maybe there were like one or a couple of people, but like I remember like. I became so reclusive that I like I didn't want to leave the house. I didn't want to um, because in my mind, as soon as I step foot outside the house, I'm gonna. I was hardly like 700 kilos, but I was bigger than what I ever yeah. was. And um, I was like, that's why my friends don't want to hang out with me. That's why people don't want to do this. I was like just rationalizing stuff in my mind. Um, yeah, it was it was a dark time. It was a dark time. And I guess despite what I said earlier. People maybe only spending a few seconds paying attention. If every person, yeah. if every room you walk into and every person is spending those two or three seconds before they move on, it must make you feel as if that's that's always the first impression that people exactly. have. Everywhere you go, yeah. people will be thinking the same thing, even if it is only fleetingly. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, okay, uh, okay. I promise you, I will be you know open. So. So I had this um, condition um, also with the weight that is called uh, gynecomastia. Okay. So it's basically guys um, they have um, extra tissues in the in the uh, breast region where um, the um, uh, your pecs look little. Um, I don't know, like, like not like guys' pecs. Okay. And I remember, and and I had that, like, I remember, like, reading about it, and they said, like, you know, it starts when you are a teenager, and then it goes away when you're, as you get older, because um, a lot of the, a lot of teens have, have them because of the hormone imbalances okay. and all that. But with me, it stayed. Um, um, and then when I gained the weight, um, when I became bigger, I just attributed that to me being an oversized guy. But I remember, like, Looking, I you know when I look at myself in the mirror, it always it, they don't they didn't look like just some big guys okay. um, pecs, and I remember that was one of the things that like I was wearing. Um, I always like had to wear compression uh, t-shirts like under uh, just to hide it because 
um, I remember like if I'm speaking to someone and like if I'm not wearing like if I'm just like just normal conversation uh, traveling or like doing sports or something like that someone will be talking to you in the eye and then their eyes would go like this yeah um, and that would, would make me feel like like I, I know I, I didn't have any control over it but like yeah. I just wanted to just like disappear yeah like and and that that was until I found I think it was until recently, like even after I lost the weight and even after I had the surgery and everything, I was still subconsciously thinking that I still needed to wear that compression shirt yeah. just in case. Um, but now, like now I'm fine, but like it's like it was it was like uh, maybe until like three, four months ago that I was like, why am I wearing compression shirts anymore? Like I don't need to wear compression shorts. But it was, it added to, to that like, you know, self-consciousness to that belief that, oh, well, when everyone's looking at me, I'm, I'm so full of flaws, yeah. I'm so full of whatever, this is what they see, this is, so it was, yeah. Do, do you think people understand that, um, and maybe they can't, anyone who's not gone through a similar journey would immediately assume once you lose the weight, mentally you're fine, you're good, yeah. you, you know, you can stroll into any gym or any room, do people understand that you still have that mental baggage to, yeah. to work through as well? I think um, we as humans, we are so simple, we forget that we're not. Yeah. Um, um, it's like the only reason why we are ruling the planet is, is because, you know, we're more complicated than the other creatures that are, um, yeah, yes, we are considered mammals, but we are on top of the chain because we think we can, you know, we can rationalize things. So... What I mean is, like, people think that, yeah, like you said, like, just because you lost the weight, oh, you're happy now. Yeah. Um, uh, you can live your normal life. But, like I said, like, the mental toll that it takes on you, um, I don't know how to uh, compare it to, but it's, it's because it's a, it's a drastic transformation and it's a drastic change. Um, it's a drastic transformation and drastic change that is, like, changes everything about you. And you look one way, you look a certain way at one point, and then now you look differently. Um, you need to go through life differently. That's why some some guys who um, um, who are overweight, um, when they get like the weight loss surgeries, um, I don't know if you notice, but like if you look at them like closely, if you notice them, um, you see the way they walk. Yeah. So. You know, he used to walk a certain way because his body used to carry him a certain way. He lost all this weight now, but if you see him walking, it's like he still walks the same way that he used to walk when he was bigger. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need to, but this is his how his mind is used to. And he, I think he, I think they know that they need to adjust that because you know you don't need to take like bigger strides. You don't yeah. need to. You don't have that big belly that is like obscure in your movement, but. When I see them, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah. It won't okay. change overnight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was there, I mean, I think I've heard you speaking about it before. Was there one, were you at a competition in Kuwait? Or was yeah. There, what, what was the moment that was almost like that light bulb moment for you? Uh, I I was, so people that know me, um, that I always joke about like um, I'm a judgy person. Um, it's, so it's, it's, it's a there's like a little bit of a truth in that in that in that statement and so that translated to me like before me being able to participate in competitions uh, as an athlete I used to judge yeah and I used to and I used to 
uh, do judging. And I remember this one big competition in Kuwait. It's something that we all look up, uh, look forward to in the region. Um, and I was judge, and I was, and I, um, it was the second year, I think, for me uh, participating with them. And, uh, and I decided, and, and I joined them as a judge in that competition. And before the competition, like you send them the, your, um, uh, your sizes, so yeah. they, they'll give you the uh, t-shirts for judges and shorts and, and stuff like that. Um, so when I, when I got there, uh, I remember like I chose like a double XL um, size and, but they only, they ran out and they only had larges and I didn't, I told them that it was too, too small for me and they said, you will, you cannot get on the floor and judge unless you're wearing um, a judge's t-shirt. And I was just too passionate about it yeah. that I didn't really care. So I wore the t-shirt. It's, it was so, so small, but on my body, cause I was like a big guy. It just looked like I was, you know, you're stuffing whatever stuff in that you just imagine like a fruit and a, like something that's smaller yeah. than it. And in my mind, I didn't really care. Like, again, like I said, I didn't really care. Um, I didn't see myself as the way people saw me. I just, I was there, I was doing my judging and I was having fun. Pictures of, of, of um, different athletes that I was judging was like people were taking pictures of them. And so these athletes were posting themselves yeah. on, on, on their social media. Oh, you know, like writing whatever, like I was being, you know, describing the competition. And a couple of these athletes tagged me because I know who they are. And they tagged me in the pictures that I am judging them. I, I don't know why I just decided to read the comments. And I just I thought there were less comments uh, from people saying stuff like, good job for the athletes. And, you know, you killed the competition. Yeah. And more comments commenting on this fat judge and how is this guy a judge and how is he qualified to judge what does he look like and all oh, the negative none of these people know who i am yeah and none of these people met me and i don't like when i think about it like i don't know if it's like, if i consider it even cyberbullying because they wasn't even like they weren't even like in my account yeah. talking shit to me but it was it was so horrible like the way that they were talking about this fat guy and why is this competition having guys like that judging? And where does he get off, you know, being a judge on CrossFit? Like, you know, you, you have to go through a uh, CrossFit judges course. Yeah. In order for you, you don't need, you need good eyes and you need good counting uh, ability to be a judge. You don't need anything else. Yeah. And I remember just like reading and it was the second day of the competition. And I don't, I, don't, I think I didn't go. On, on the third day and I was just like crying my eyes out and I'm like why why are these people yeah. saying these things to me and instead of like praising me for like you know going out there and, having and the, the confidence or the, yeah. taking the chance to, to put yourself in that position exactly and that was one of the that was one that was like actually a big turning point for me that I wanted to make a change not to prove these people wrong I just wanted to make a change to um, you know, show everyone that like, because one of the reasons that I did it is like, I wanted to, to guys and girls that are my size to see me there. And yeah. it's like, don't, it's fine. Don't be embarrassed. But then after this, I was like, I also now want to show that we can make a change. Yeah. 
and in ourselves if we put our minds to it. And that's like, and I decided, okay, I need to do something about this. Yeah. And that change, everything you've spoken about previously, um, you know, the change in nutrition and, and yeah. discovering CrossFit has led to you becoming pretty well known in the elite yeah. side of the sport. And, yeah. you know, you've seen anyone that knows you will have seen the posts and anytime you go to the games, it's, it's it doesn't seem to me like it's you grabbing a selfie with someone who's well known. It seems as if people have likened your story yeah. and gotten to know you through it is that fair to say yeah so i i got i think i got so lucky um um because i keep telling people that if i found crossfit when i was younger i don't know how my life would have been different yeah. right now but i have this is a sport that i'm so passionate about like like the same way people are you know fanatics about um football or basketball or something it cross it's crossfit for me yeah. Like I would tell you anything about the athletes, that any athlete you want to know, where they come from, where they were born, and what's their like benchmarks, and how many competitions they like. I can tell you all this information. And my first CrossFit Games that I went to was 2015 CrossFit Games, and I remember just like being and just like in awe of all these people, and like they were my heroes, like meeting them and taking selfies with them, and I didn't think of anything of it, <laughs> but then. The following years, like the when I go back to 16 and 17, without me saying anything, yeah. I would get like athletes like, "Hey, how are you? How's it going?" They remember who I was, yeah. and they remember me, and they like seeing a post here and a post there, and you know, going back to um, to uh, my love of like fashion earlier, like I got a few of my um, uh, custom shoes um, uh, featured on. Uh, uh, CrossFit uh, social media, and they're like they they saw my shoes, they loved them, they put them on their on their page, and that also got like people know who I was, and they left. Oh, you got you know you got the funky shoes, you got all this, you got all that, and and I just like it just like grew, and I've I've got to meet these people and and know them on like a personal level, yeah. and I can call call a lot of them my friends, like um, which is something that I never thought I would like people like yeah. oh. You know, like, yeah, I know this person. Do you know? I know this person. Yeah. I have his phone on my number. I have her phone on my number. We talk, we text, we, like, is yeah, it's it's something incredible. Is it quite surreal? Because we spoke about it before we started recording. Outside of CrossFit, yeah. it's a bit of a bubble. So yeah. if you don't really know CrossFit, you won't know these personalities. When you start looking at CrossFit, you realise actually how huge the community is and how... Um, how big the followings are for these people within that community. So... Is it quite surreal for you that, um, you, you know, feel free to name drop, is it mm. quite surreal for you that the athletes are, are I mean, the human beings ultimately, but the yeah. elite level at what we love? Yeah. Is it weird for you that you now have these personal relationships? Yeah, I mean, like, my biggest, like, I keep saying his name everywhere, um, and him and his wife, like Chris Henshaw, um, who is like this big subject matter expert on like aerobic capacity and has yeah. trained everyone from my Fraser to Rich Froning to Catherine to like all these people like he trained and I met this guy one time in Dubai um, in in um, in um, uh, training seminar and we just hit it off yeah. and I keep like I keep joking to him like he's my CrossFit dad and um, 
I have him. I have him on my phone. I have him and his wife, and we we talk a lot. I was supposed to before Corona um, go visit them in Tennessee and like stay with them in their yeah. house as well. And um, we are at that level. And then we were preparing something for them to come here, and and they were supposed to stay with me. And it's like, it's 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 something amazing. Brooke Wells, who's like who's like famously known. Um, on on um, on for so many reasons, but like she's a great athlete. Um, she follows me on Instagram, and, and people are like, oh, she's got like this many million followers, but yeah. she follows you on Instagram. Yeah, we met and we met a few times, and and uh, we bonded on um, the Water on the Waves um, yeah. uh, cruise, which is amazing thing. I really hope after um, this Corona thing is over, everyone. Who loves CrossFit get to experience this cruise? It looks awesome. It's amazing. Like it's it's just it's not just like it's for families too. Yeah. Like you will not be disappointed to take your family, and there are so many activities and so many things that you can do. Five day cruise in the middle of the sea um, with CrossFitters with is just like the most amazing experience. And um, so I bonded with her there. Uh, I've got like my relationship with the guys from Wit. Um, Sam and, and Dan, who owns the company, and then everyone else um, that are um, uh, that are working with them, and because of because of my relationship with them, I have a close relationship with the athletes that are represented by WIT, yeah. and I have been so lucky um, to have a relationship with them and the guys from uh, Noble, Marcus, Michael, Todd, um, and everyone else that I know from Noble. Like I'm. I'm just so, so blessed and so happy. But yeah, it, it's true that outside of the cross of bubble, no one knows, but like inside the cross of bubble, this like the intensity of, of the fandom. Yeah. And I'm close to a lot of these people that are on top. But it's also, it's something I spoke to um, in, the, in the first sort of couple of episodes that I've done so far. A lot of the people within this bubble is only getting bigger. Yeah. So anyone who's on the ground, someone like yourself, still a young man, still, um, despite what you said about Azalea being older. Um, I mean, I forgot <laughs> when you just said young. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> I forgot everything else. Yeah. Um, anyone who's sort of in at the ground, it's still a very young sport. It's it's only going to get bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And I guess that's going to bring opportunities. It's going to bring you more exposure. And it's almost as if you are for these brands that you mentioned, Noble, with the athletes that you mentioned, what the sport stands for. It's almost like you're the embodiment. You're like a perfect storm of different yeah. different yeah. scenarios that have all yeah. come the fashion sense, yeah. the you know, the, the flamboyancy, but also the hard work yeah. that you've put in on this journey. It's almost like a perfect storm. Yeah, thank you. Um I mean I can't like follow what you just said, but like <laughs> but yeah, um and like you said, because it's a young sport and because it's getting bigger um, I'm so glad that, um, and especially coming from someone who's like from this part of the world, from this region, and I also don't forget the fact that okay, I also represent the Middle East and represent yeah. people from this region, and and you know whatever um, ideas or whatever misconceptions that people have about people from this region or this part of the world, and I hope that I can give like a different yeah. view and a different vision of it. And um, the amount of support that I've that I have over, it's just it has been amazing. Um, and 
I was I was saying something uh, the other day. It was yesterday, actually. I was talking to someone. Um, I have this attitude um, and towards life, which is like you know, no regrets. Yeah. Um, I mean, just saying that I'm not also above apologizing. So like, if I offended you in any way, um, if you tell me that I hurt you or hurt your feelings, I would apologize. Yeah. But in general, like whatever I say, like I'm responsible for it. Yeah. Um, some people might like my, I would call it bluntness because I try to, to I know it's a fine, thin line between being rude and being blunt. And I try to not cross that line to, to the rude territory. But you never know. Sometimes you might, like in this work times and, and these, yeah. um, um, you might be offending people, but I try not to. And I was telling someone yesterday, I was like, you know, once, maybe it was a bleak point of view from my on my side. I was like, yeah, man, if if I die, um, you know, you bury me one, you bury me like five minutes later, no one's going to remember who I am and no one's going to remember anything about me. So why should I like give a lot of thinking yeah. about uh, about like you know what I say and what I do and then he said but don't you think that if someone saw your across the documentary and don't you think that there was at least one person out there that saw your journey and saw the CrossFit thing uh, that they did about you and on YouTube and gets inspired and um, do you not think that you are really changing someone's yeah. life? I said, when you put it that way, I might. Like, I would be very happy if that happened. He's like, why do you think that didn't happen? I'm like, I really don't know. He's like, you, you don't have to have, like, this, um, like, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. He's like, you don't have to have this, like, confirmation, like, someone need to send you a text or someone need to send you this. Just make sure there's, like, have the faith that you have affected somebody um, somewhere out there. Yeah, for sure. And um, that should be good enough for you that, you know, you're not really leaving this earth without impacting anyone. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. And Thank I think you. that's, I'm trying to make that a theme of this, that people appreciate that they do make a difference. I think the whole idea of legacy is uh, you can only appreciate it after it's, yeah. after it's happened or once someone's gone. I think it's important that you take a step back and 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 you are living it and appreciate it because the your your the video that you talked about is still on the CrossFit homepage. Every time you go yeah. there, it's still there down the bottom. It's clearly resonating with yeah. with people. So yeah, you have to appreciate those things. Yeah, and um, sometimes like I think I need you need to hear stuff like this to like put things into perspective. And yeah, I am appreciative and I'm not taking it for granted. And, you know, all these opportunities that I've been blessed to have and the negative and the positive experiences, um, they're all adding up to the person that I am becoming. And like I said, like, we're still young. Yeah. So, and it's never, um, it's, the story ends when we when we're gone. The story yeah. ends when we're gone. But as long as we're still alive, I've, I think our stories also are still being written. So um, yeah, just I don't. I I keep telling myself to not give up yeah. and to keep going. And uh, good days, bad days. You know, you can't just like they can't always be good. And the bad days they will never last. Everyone so, has them. Yeah.
you made a great point there actually about um, the misconceptions that people probably have of of the Middle East, yeah. of Qatar especially, you know, with the spotlight that's on the country just now. Yeah. How important to you is it, as someone who's very passionate about the country, to try and bridge that gap and when you get the chance, actually educate without being preachy about it. Yeah. But, you know, just have a conversation and for people to maybe, especially the times that you spent, the amount of time you spent in the States and the competitions, to sort of make people realise the country's probably and the region isn't what they believe it to be. Yeah. So um, I try as much as, as I can. Um, like like you said, like without being too preachy yeah. and just like through my personality and through the way that I interact with people, uh, through the way that I show, I show how, how I was raised. And yes, I come from you know, the Middle East, yes, I come from this country, um, but, you know, we don't all have, like, oil wells um, back in our houses. We don't know how, you know, drive or go to work on camel backs. Yeah. Like, we don't, like, those stereotypes that, like, some people throw it out there, sometimes they think it's funny. Yeah. Um, and I try, like, not to, okay, um, I can be understanding, I can be too understanding to your point of view, and if you need to do, have a discussion, a proper discussion, we can do that, and but also I'm just trying to show you know there's this person with whatever personality comes from that part of the world that people think you know it has one two three four five. So if this type of personality can come from this part of the yeah. world, how bad can it really be? Yeah, yeah over there. I remember going to. Um, um, uh, go into this um, one discussion circle some, um, sometimes, I forgot what it was, and um, they were talking about like the Middle East, and, and I, I just like, the, the way that they were talking about some of the um, like laws and, and some of the like, you know, it was like outdated, and it's not something that I haven't seen or heard like since I was born. Yeah. Um, but like stuff that used to happen like long long time ago and and i i was happy that i was there that i that i got to correct them on what's because i was like uh, like what do you know I'm like I, I come from actually yeah. from that country and i've been you know living there since the 2000s no but like um um but yeah but like i um we know this is not what's happening that yeah. it used to happen everywhere has a history and everywhere has some kind of uh dark past, I guess, yeah. um, but like, we are in, in the millennia, we are in this age, we are in technology age, and we have 5G too, so it's yeah. like, <laughs> so so it's it's not as backward as you might think yeah. it is. Yeah, not for sure. Um, just quickly on the travels as well, yeah. what's been some of your uh, most enjoyable experience? You obviously went to CrossFit Mayhem, you've yeah. been to all the different, you've been to the games multiple yeah. times. What are some of the uh, the most enjoyable memories that you cherish from, from so, your experiences? So, um, um, CrossFit, when I did train with Rich at CrossFit Mayhem, um, it, was, it was two years ago, and I had plans. I had so much fun, because, you know, you've always he heard about, like, the Southern charm and the Southern yeah. hospitality, and I've always wanted to experience that. And then being in Tennessee, uh, where Nashville is, it's like the country music. Um, yeah. um, if you're a country music fan, like I am, um, you would appreciate being in Nashville. 
And I was like, I, I didn't even, like I wasn't staying in Cookville, I was staying in Nashville, which is like an hour and a half a drive, because I wanted to experience that, like yeah. the uh, country music scene and, and, and all the stuff. But I used to drive every morning uh, to Cookville to do the classes. And because Cookville is, is a smaller town, I just fell in love with it like that. Yeah. Just like I had to, like even after we were finished training, I would stay there. Um, just like go to the local like um, uh, barbecue shops and and uh, just hang around the area and it's just it's just it's on another level like yeah. if you want to experience the south and southern charm and you, Tennessee is the place for you to go. I also Waterpalooza. Um, I have I have fun every time I'm at, at CrossFit Games because it's the CrossFit Games, but the way that Waterpalooza is set up in Miami. It's like a mini CrossFit Games, but everything is, is like, the athletes are accessible, yeah. the vendors are like a smaller um, representation of their uh, counterparts when they're in the games. And it's just like, it's a big area, but it's smaller somehow. Yeah. And it's so intimate. And like you, you run into athletes left and right. And you um, you run into people, you meet people, and there's a lot of activities that you can do. And the way the park that they they do the competition at, the location of it is really really good strategically, because like there's a lot of restaurants and there's lots, like a lot of shops like around that you're never bored at yeah. Waterpalooza. You're never never bored. Like again, I was supposed to repeat the Waterpalooza again last year, but because of the COVID, yeah. everything got shut down. Um, so hopefully after that, I, I get to do it again. Also, one thing I did was um, some seminar, aerobic capacity seminar with Rich and um, Chris Henshaw in London. And it was it was at WIT. Um, it wasn't so much the, because I've, I've done the seminar already twice. And it was like, I was there in London and they had the seminar. I was like, okay, I'll do it third yeah. time. Um, it's, it's the um, Rich Froning. Um, for a lot of us, again, yes, there's a lot of the new cross of people that look at uh, Matt Fraser as, 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 you know, the GOAT, which he earned that title. Um, but for us, Rich Froning is, I mean, for someone that started like earlier, Rich Froning is the ultimate CrossFit. Yeah, he blazed the trail, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. blazed the trail. It's like Jordan and LeBron, yeah. you know, so Froning is the Jordan to Fraser's LeBron. Yeah. Um, so getting, even though like I did the train with Rich at Cookville, Tennessee, but like seeing him in London and then getting to hang out with, with them afterwards yeah. and listening to him and uh, to his experiences and his life, like you would think he's like the old, if that means anything, like the old American um, yeah. person. Um, Fraser is great, but like, if you want like the whole total package as, as the rich forming. Um like you said, like he trailed he trailed the blaze, a blaze the trail. And he's the first one I think that got the sponsors, that got yeah. um all that and so he was well put together. So um he's like the poster boy for for you know everything crossfit it's amazing though because it's like we said earlier it's not like any other sport where you couldn't imagine just getting access to a lionel messi or yeah. a cristiano ronaldo mm. or a tom brady or whoever whoever yeah. might be the elite in their you know their chosen sport 
you just can't imagine getting no. that level of access and um, opportunity to de develop relationships with the best at yeah. that given time. Yeah, totally. And for us, even, yeah, and yes, it's getting bigger now, um, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, I remember it got to a crazy level one time. I don't know if I can name drop, but like... Um, you can. You go. Okay, Brooke Ents was... was <laughs> Was was at the games. Oh, also, I'm I'm in very very good graces with. I mean, good relationship with Brooke Hans. Um, she was at the games, so she stopped competing for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but she built a brand for herself that every time she shows up at the games, with like some um, with like Puri brand or um, True Labs or whatever, like those brands, she's um, representing. There's like a whole line of people that will like be standing there just to take, talk to her and take pictures yeah. with her. And there was this one girl one time, I think it was 2018 games, that she was standing alone and she asked her to sign her thigh. And Brooke signed her thigh. That girl goes out and get that signature tattooed and then wow. comes back to the, to the uh, Aligned Energy Center while Brooke is still there and shows her that you're forever signed in my thigh. Now that when I saw that, I was like, mm, "Okay, we are getting too big now. Now it's getting too big. This behavior is is happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure the girl is nice, but I'm like, if it gets to that level, okay, the game is is getting bigger. So you know, when your face ends up in someone's thigh or their cat, yeah. you've made it. You yeah, really made it. I know. And I'm like, yeah, okay, Brooke made it, but like now we have these type of people that are yeah. happening in the game. Okay, the sport is getting bigger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, just in terms of the actual, you don't, I don't expect you to go into too much detail here, yeah. but just in terms of the day-to-day, -day, the benefits that you get from CrossFit, the community and the friends that it's, it's opened you up to, uh, you talked about your brother there, you've, you've like everyone, you've had some difficult times um, in, in your life, but how much has that helped you through what's been some, some hard times, personally? So, um, okay, uh, I'll try to... Uh talk about this without you know um you don't have to if you don't want to no it's okay it's okay i'm not, I'm not trying to find no 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 <laughs> no it's okay i mean you're aware um some people are aware that um i experienced a, a loss recently um five months now i think um since i lost my dad and um it was i really really don't know um but it it was one of the most it was the weirdest, one of the most weirdest and difficult time of my life. Um, you know, a loss of a parent is something, and I'm pretty sure, you know, Paul also you know that, um, but it's something I don't know if you ever get over. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to go like through the, you know, stages of grief or whatever, yeah. but like I've, I've been maybe for the first three, four months, um, even when I got back to training, um, I was just like numb. I was just like numb to everything and to everyone. And I was so, so lucky to have people in my corner um, I never expected, um, especially in the, within the CrossFit community. I had some, some people I know you reached out. Um, I have a couple of people that reached out, you know, if you need to talk, if you need anything. Um, we're here and I had a few like two people that were like texting me every single day yeah. um, one of them 
I, I literally met at the box like a month before. And um, we like, we became like, I, I thought we were just like gym friends, like yeah. gym, gym buddies, that's all. Um, the other person I know from before, but like, they were texting me every single day. Um, do you need anything? Do you need anything? Do you need anything? Do you need anything? If you need to talk, if you need to talk, if you need to talk, we're here. And um, I remember thinking, you know, that I am ready to, you know, to face the yeah. world and, and get back at it. And I, I, it was like a couple of months afterwards. Um, we, I remember we were in, in, in a social setting. Yeah. And I was definitely not ready to yeah. be at that social setting. Um, um, and, and I'm like, I, again, like I no regrets in life, but I know, you know, reflecting back on my, on what I, on my behavior that day, um, I know I wasn't ready to be out. Yeah, but we all do it, especially, you're right, you don't, you, can, you never go over it. Um, you learn to, I don't know, you learn to deal with it, but yeah. especially when you're close to a parent. Um, yeah. And judging from everything that you've said, like you, you, I was, you were close to your dad, I was, I was close to my dad, you never really get over it. And we all put ourselves in that position where you probably jump into situations yeah. that you think you need it. But you yeah. don't. But people, people understand it and people get it. Yeah, because like you just want to prove, oh, it's fine, it's fine. I'm yeah, ready I'm to okay. go back to life. I'm, I'm okay. But then things happen and then you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And maybe I should have stayed home. Yeah. I remember um, th it was three days or four days after, um, after um, you know, we buried him and after everything. And my brother was, was like, let's go for breakfast outside. And, and I said, I'm, I really don't think I should. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, 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 let's go, let's go for breakfast. And, you know, all of us, my siblings and I, like all of us, we grieve differently. Like, yeah. and that, that's me not, not judging him or saying that, but maybe this is his way of grieving. It's just like putting it on the back burner yeah. and dealing with it some other way. So we, we go to this restaurant, which is one of the restaurants that, you know, I like um, actually. And I like to like have breakfast at, and I remember like them bringing, uh, we ordered pancakes and, and they, they brought the pancakes, but they were not as fluffy. Did you lose it? Oh my God. Oh my God. And I, the poor guy I yelled at for like, like he killed my child. Wow. Yeah. And it was, to this day, like I remember like, it's like my brother was looking at me like, what? just happened and I told <laughs> him yeah no no you can't laugh these pancakes aren't fluffy yeah I'm like I'm paying you this much money and this is what this is the quality of your food blah 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 we understand it's corona and uh, but that doesn't mean you know you're charging us this much money for this that doesn't really take you two reals to make and, and it was it was and everyone was like it was a scene like it wasn't like even just like scolding the guy and I was yelling too and um Again, like, and then uh, my brother looks like the whole ride home, like he was silent, I was silent. And then when we got to the house, I was like, I told you I wasn't supposed to leave. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to leave. But then the support from the CrossFit community, um, as much as there are, like, even I got people from abroad, like, reaching out. Oh, oh, I, okay. Um, there was this one, because I love a shoe, and there was this one shoes um, that... I was waiting for and and um, it was a, like a limited edition shoe, and I wanted to order like from Wit and um, 
and I remember like going on the website, I forgot to order it and like going on the website and looking that my size was gone. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, it's fine, I'll get the next one. Yeah. And then a couple of days later, I get a mail, I get a package in the mail. And it was, it was, um, I mean, it, it suggested that they, they were being, <laughs> okay, they were being nice, but they, um, they got me the shoes and there was this beautiful letter that it was signed by all of them. Wow. Um, which, oh, yeah. Take your time, huh? Yeah. And then I have people here, so as much as uh, there were good, um, there was good support. There was also disappointments. Like I had people um, that I thought um, we were closer that I didn't get like any text or any message or anything from them, uh, and um, from the CrossFit community. And and I was talking about it to some 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 person, and they were saying, "Oh, maybe they don't know how to react in these situations, and you should give people the benefit of the doubt." But then we experienced a loss in the community um, from one of our yeah. friends. Uh, that was like a heartbroken, um, that was a big loss to us all. And those same people that didn't say anything to me were, you know, and um, and I'm like, okay, so you know how to yeah. behave in a situation like this. I didn't ask for anything. Um, I just wanted support. Yeah. But I decided to focus on those people that were there for me and not the ones that weren't. And unfortunately, the ones that, there's a lot of people that I'm just like I stop being friends with, and um, whether they, eat, they they can call me petty or whatever, but I just I don't care. And one person out of all these people, and he came up to me at one time, and he's like, "Why are you? I I feel something is different. Why is you know?" And I told him, and then he apologized, and that's all I needed. Like I like yeah. I don't like I don't need like a grand gesture or anything like that. And he's like, you know, the people are there for you. Yeah. And he apologized and he's like, I'm so sorry. I know you're right, blah, blah, blah. And, and I should have been there and all that. And like, he cares and he noticed. And I'm not very subtle. Like when, when, when it's like, if I stop talking to you or like, um, if, if I'm yeah. ignoring, like, I'm not subtle yeah. about like, you would know. You know. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was. It was, it was a difficult time. It was a difficult time. It was a hard time. I, you know. Again, like you've been through it, I've been through it. We don't wish it on anyone. Um, sometimes, like people say, you know, the loss of a child is worse. It's like it's the loss is a loss. Loss is a loss. Doesn't matter when it is. Doesn't matter how yeah. it happens. But the amazing thing is, you somehow you have to just you, you're bouncing back. Yeah. You're doing your thing. You're getting on with it. And I think everyone, you know, everyone sees you posting every day. Yeah. I was going to say rain, hail, or shine, but it's just shine, really, yeah. here. It's just yeah. sunshine. Yeah. You know, you're out every day, and I think people take inspiration from that. Yeah, I try. I mean, I try, like, um, again, I, I still go through, hard, like, difficult, dark times, but, like, I try to, um, you need to get, like, I have that strength, I think, to pull myself out of it. Yeah. And I know some people that don't have that much. And, um, I'm not saying like we all we all have that strength, but sometimes we let the darkness takes takes over us, take over us, and I try to just show people that it's it's fine, it's okay. Like just one step at a time, just one step at a time. You don't have to make like grand changes. Like even me going to training uh, last week. Last week we we had this big mecon, um, and then the 
our ex- the dumbbells were like uh, 25 kilograms. Yeah. We had to do some devil presses and some dumbbell snatches. And, and never in my life I used 5 kg dumbbell for like a workout, but I did 5 kg. Yeah. Just to prove a point that yeah. day, and and they were like, "Oh, you you were just like trying to finish fast." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm just trying to tell you guys to take it easy." Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you don't if you weren't in on the joke, then uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and the coach was like, the coach he saw me, he understood. Yeah. He was laughing. He got it. But some of the guys were like, "Oh, I just trying to," because they were taking it way too seriously. Yeah. I'm like, no, guys. I'm just telling you to have fun and yeah. slow down. Yeah, so. yeah. So in terms of, I, f- I feel like there's a good place to start wrapping up, but okay. in terms of um, what comes next, uh, I think it's pretty clear what your impact has been yeah. on people. Where, where do you go from here? Do you just keep doing doing what you're doing? So I, I, I've always like wanted to, uh, to try to do, you know, uh, to branch out or something. And like, I really am happy for you that you're doing this uh, podcast, but like, I don't know where my next step was, yeah. but I've always, I've always like even and as recent as Friday, last Friday, I had someone asking me, why don't you do like, like a fashion thing? Like, uh, are you going to tank this podcast before it gets? Going? I mean, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Like he was telling me, he's like, you love socks, you love t-shirts, you love yeah. this. Why don't you like have a few designs? So maybe you you know do like a couple of t-shirts or a couple of shorts and and see how that goes yeah. and then you can so I might start doing that. Nice. So and since I have an eye for these things as too so yeah, yeah maybe I'll you know I'll see my brand soon and uh, and you can you know, stop spending money on shoes. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll be like you know sponsoring you and the podcast and with all my merch. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I might I might um, I'm thinking of going to that direction. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for your time. I think um, I've really enjoyed the conversation. I think it's clear that you are and have left a legacy and there's much more to be done. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Legacy Pod. If you enjoyed the episode, please like, subscribe and share. And we'll see you next time for another great episode.